Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I do uh, finish a book, I do the podcast and stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me like normal is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. It's been a month. It's been a month. Just maybe a bit more than a month. I haven't looked it up, but it's been about a month. Yeah. Because I remember the last episode that we recorded was right at the very end of October and I said tomorrow I'm going away on a work trip for two and a half weeks yes and, and you that, did and the, yeah and that work trip <laughs> I remember started on the first of November or the second of November and it's now the second of December so yeah about a month since the last podcast that I published yes and um, in that time I have uh, started like four different books given up on two of them okay one of them I'm currently reading yeah and the other one is one that we're going to talk about today Yes, and because you... I could I could talk about the books that I like just read the first chapter of and then gave up on. But to be honest, I don't remember what one of them was. <laughs> and the other one was just recent. Oh yeah, Christopher pa- Paolini. Yeah. Um, who was a fantasy author, and yes. a few years ago, I got loads of emails from, uh, from like publishers saying, "Hey, check it out. We want to send you a free book." I'm like, "Don't don't send me free books." Like this is what I send back to all um like every publicist and publisher and author who wants me to review the book saying, "No, I just buy the books that I want." Or in this case, got it from the library. I was like, "Oh, you know, it, it was just added on my, you know, whatever list." Right. And, and I got it. Yeah. And it was 32 hour, no, 33 hour audiobook. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a fantasy writer. It's like, I'm going to do an epic space opera, something, something. Oh, so, but the book was science fiction then? Yeah, it was science fiction. It was his first science fiction. I read the first, I listened to the first chapter, like, it was an hour, an hour of that. And then I was like, okay, I'm not, I, there's no way I'm going to do th- another 32 hours of this. Just not my kind of writing. You know? Okay, yeah. So it, felt, it honestly felt like someone who had, you know, read some science fiction, but was mostly a, a fantasy author and then was like, oh, <laughs> how do you do science fiction? And I was like, not like this. Um, so you gave it back. Yeah, yeah. I just returned it to us because there was other people waiting for the book. And I was like, oh, yeah, let the next person read it. You yeah, know, that's nice. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's that one. Anyway, I can't remember what the other book was and I'm not going to look it up. Let's get on to today's episode. Let's do it. What is it? It's a long running. It's a it's a, a, a science fiction epic space opera. Yes. Um, by Adrian Tchaikovsky, and uh, it's the uh, it's the third book. Actually, let me just go up here. I think this is a really interesting blurb that I'm going to read here. Let me just turn my microphone. I've got a new monitor, and now I, I, I kind of having to look in different directions when I'm doing this. Um, the Lord of Uncreation, the final lecture, final architecture number three by Adrian Tchaikovsky, and here's the blurb. The Arthur C. Clarke award-winning author of Children of Time brings us a third and final novel in an extraordinary space opera trilogy about humanity on the brink of extinction and how one man's discovery will save or destroy us all. The Lords of Uncreation is the final high-octane installment in Adrian Tchaikovsky's final architecture space opera trilogy. The final architecture, Shards of Earth, Eyes of the Void, and Lords of Uncreation. So what we have is the same information three times. Yes. Each saying... That Adrian Tchaikovsky wrote a space opera, and here's the last book. No attempt at all made to like tell me what the book, like what to expect from this. No, what to. No, and it doesn't. You remember it's what, it's like, not necessary. And in September, mm. we uh, we recorded a review about the second book in this trilogy. We did, yes. And literally in the in the in the you know blurb about the podcast, I said, "Is more of the same good enough?" Because I we'd read the first book, yes. and I was like, "Hey, this is really good. Yeah, it's really we it's both enjoyed good it. stuff. Yeah. It's uh, it's it knows what it's trying to do. It's this character based kind of uh, space opera, you know, following in the footpaths. It's it's kind of like, um, you know, Ian and Banks light, you know, yeah. with influences from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy." Yeah. 
Um, good writing. Really enjoying the writing. Yeah, good, good, well written. Knows yes. what he's doing. Yep. Can do a good info dump. Can do some good, you know, quippy characters. Yeah. Like this character is going to be the quippy one. This one's going to be the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Can do all of that kind of stuff. And uh, and there was and it felt like there was real danger in mm. that first book. You know, mm. the Earth had been destroyed. Yeah. And this is about you know humanity on the brink of extinction. The thing that had destroyed the Earth, they're coming back after 50 years away yes. and now they're destroying other planets and they're going to destroy other spaceships and it's going to be like it's a big there's a big bad out there and Idris our main character is the one who's standing up against them yes. but he doesn't just have to stand up against them there's also forces from other places you've got the alien gangsters and the alien cult and then the human yep. business people who are of yep. course evil mm-hmm. anyway so you got that first book and our second uh, the review of the second book was like is more of this is it just good enough just to do more of the same and of, of the first book, it's like, okay, you enjoyed that more. And yeah. I'm like, and I was right on the very edge of is more of an, it is more of just the same stuff. Is yes. that good enough yes. to, to do it just to do the next novel? So much what? so that while I was reading the second book, I was convinced that I've just read the last book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was so much too good. Like it was so much of, of again, the same that I thought, oh, this is it. Yeah. This is it. It's that. just some more of it. Like I yeah. remember actually in the in the first book, Luke and Juliana start a new space opera adventure trilogy with Adrian Tchaikovsky's Shard of Earth, Shards of Earth, and they get exactly what they expected. Yeah. And then the second book was Luke and Juliana ask, is more of the same enough as they review Eyes of the Void, <laughs> the second book? Yes. And then what can I say about this? I may as well say what the blurb is. Here's the third book. Yes. Like, honestly, I don't know what else to say about this. And it is more of the same. And Adrian Tchaikovsky can write good, quippy characters. He's got an interesting cast of characters. Yeah. If you like these characters, which I kind of do, it's fine. And it wraps it up and it's sort of like, and here's the air, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I remember the, the bad stuff that was happening in the second book. Let a bit more of that mm-hmm. until about halfway through this, and then we got about quarter of the book getting the characters back together into the where they need to be for the finale, and then the last quarter is like action finale. Let's do a showdown, something, something, and it just took me ages to get through. Now, not all of that is this book's fault. I was traveling, yes, and this was the book that I was reading to get to sleep, and uh, unfortunately for my reading habits, when I'm doing six days at sea in a row. There was really good internet on the ship and I could like, you know, watch YouTube videos, which I normally can't do when I'm working on cruise ships because so the internet is so shit that like that. I can't download podcasts yeah. and I can't watch YouTube videos. So like audiobook listening becomes like a main activity it was here. There was stuff to do on the ship. I was doing training, like, meeting also people. Also a new ship. Yeah, it's a new ship. Yeah, like just the facilities were good, you yeah. know, and I was going to the gym and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, it's just... um it just took me a long time to get through. Yeah. And then on the flight home, I was like, oh, I could get through this on the flight home. And I put it on, immediately fell asleep, you know, because that's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with a transatlantic flight when you're flying home from New York or wherever yeah. it was. Yeah. And it was just, it's just one of those things that I'm like, oh no, Agent Tchaikovsky is just, it's, he's just churning it out. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like mm. there's this, um, and I've talked about this kind of stuff before about this cozy science fiction. And I think I mentioned this. I, I remember talking about this. I realized that what he's leaning into now with this series is too cozy. Like that second, you know, when I said in that first book, there was like, it felt like there was danger. People died, like main characters who were like, yes. like members of the yeah. members of the crew died. Yeah. And I was like, in the second book, I'm like, mm, it's feeling a bit too cozy. It's feeling like there's not enough challenge in this book. Yeah. And then in this third book, 
all of my fears that this there was not going to be any challenge and it was going to be too cozy and everyone was going to get superpowers by the end and become important and you know they're going to that happened oh really now again it's not that it's not that i'm disappointed by that because i understood that's what he's going for in this book yeah that you know you don't actually want like if you're reading a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy you don't actually want the characters to be in a massive amount of jeopardy Hmm. but this is a book about the end of the world you know it's one thing if it's sort of like what is it the wayfarers sequence where we're like a long way to a small angry planet and it's mostly about like meeting funny aliens and spending time with people if that's what the book is about sort of like oh yeah some people the planet is small and angry but everyone in the book is actually like kind and nice and (laughs) smart and fun to spend time with i'm like great let's just have an episode of Firefly, but like not an important storyline episode of Firefly. Let's have the, you know, the fun ones where the they're just visiting. Ones, yeah. Yeah. Where they're just visiting people and just doing something inconsequential and everyone can have fun and nobody's going to get shot. It's not like the opening miniseries or the opening, like whatever it was, like the, the, the main, well, not the miniseries, what I'm saying. There's like the, there's like a movie length opening episode and then a whole movie to finish it off. Not those two because like important, yes. dangerous stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. But some of those ones in the middle yeah. where they're like, we're going to rob a train and you're like, nobody's going to die in this. Yeah. and nobody la, 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 does la. if you know yeah. what I mean um, and and I was wor- worried like not worried like I don't care if he does this but but it's sort of like for me I don't want the final book in a trilogy to feel like like there's the stakes are lowering as we go through mm. and it gets more and more cozy mm-hmm. and there's less at stake you know I said before like oh yeah he's doing his you know uh, like Peter F. Hamilton or you know uh, E&M Banks or like these other British space opera stuff like he's working within that space yeah. but all of those authors of your Alistair Reynolds Peter F. Hamilton's E&M Banks like they're working in a space where like people at the end not everyone's going to get a superpower yeah. and not everyone's going to be hailed as a hero at the end I mean some people are and it's fine if they are or not Yeah. but it's not just assumed that the people at the end win the day everyone gets superpowers everyone's important and the and the team get together and a you know all fun and friends you know yeah and in with, with modern yeah i'll get to it. modern more modern science fiction which i was kind of contrasting these authors against yes seems to just lean into that and it'd be very cozy yes and that's what adrian tchaikovsky is doing here he is doing his version now of cozy science fiction which the which the um the children of time and children of chaos or whatever they were called those books are totally not that at all yes. no, um, no, no. i think they were before before all that really kicked in like this with him as an yes. author yes yeah yeah, yeah. um i want to say i think three things or so yeah first of all i have a confession to make what's that while you were on your trip i was really like before you went on your trip i had like the i was in the oh i sit down on the couch and just read mood yes and I thought, oh, I will do that when you're gone. I'll just hang out and read and oh, yeah, I be cozy by myself. Yeah. So what happens, I get this book from the library. And so you're gone on your trip and I don't get to actually read as much as I thought I would. And it's a big book and I have it for 21 days or whatever. Yeah. And I was about 20% into the book. After three weeks. After three weeks. Yeah. And... It just returned itself to the library and there were people waiting so yeah. i can't just renew it immediately. yeah exactly so here's my confession i've not actually finished this book not even halfway through i forgot to talk about this because this is what i said when i got home from the trip mm. you were like oh my book you know whatever it was my book returned or whatever and i said don't bother reading this like don't finish off i'll finish the book and then i'll tell you if you should finish reading this book yes and 
And then I got to the end of it and I said, don't bother. Not because it's not good. It's just that like, if you're going to spend like these, these books are like 20 hours of yes. audiobook. or to, what, let me actually, mm. I, I brought up the, the sequence here. What is it? Yeah. The first one's 18 hours, then 20 hours and yeah, pretty much yeah, 21 hours for the yeah. s- second and third book. That's a lot of reading. It it's, is. it's chunky books. It is a chunky book. And uh, like, it felt a bit like a, it felt a bit like a drag, to be honest. Like the like, I didn't get up to halfway yeah. when you said something would happen. Literally, the, and so yeah, kind of. And uh, and so, um, my impression that I had of the second book, where I thought, oh, this is actually this is good enough. This is enough. I don't need actually more. This actually this this yeah. feeling really yeah uh duplicated when i then read the third book and i felt like oh it's I just actually, more i i just wanted some solutions somehow yeah. and 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 this is my second point i want to make here yeah. now i don't like trilogies i think the constant public like publisher urge to make everything yes. a trilogy yes. really gets to me because not everything needs to be a trilogy and i I wish for you know like like you brought up Ian and Banks. Yeah. There lots was, of standalone novels. There's yeah. lots of standalone novels in the same sphere in the same yeah. like culture novel kind of realm. Yeah. But every novel in its own was a different idea, had a different yes. approach, was was a standalone novel. Well, that's actually the interesting thing, like, uh, with Alistair Reynolds. He just writes lots yes. of, He writes a story, and then it's a finished story. And if he writes a follow-up, it's just another story. Yes. Like, some of them you could say, like, the, uh, you know, the Revelation Space, that's a trilogy. But it's not a trilogy. There's, like, seven books in it, you know. Yeah. And some of them are standalone, and some of them you can just and come do to. And you have There's three books of his. You have that, recurring um, yeah. characters that you know and stuff. Yeah. But it's not in this same way yeah and um and peter hamilton does big trilogies but mm. also quite a lot of his trilogies are just two books you yeah. know what i mean and yeah. some of them are seven books like depending on like w- w- what goes on no this is totally tr- this is you know i'm guessing this is another tour.com yes, or like it is. who is i think uh publisher was that book details series publish oh, orbit books so orbit. it's the same kind of thing you know like modern big publisher yeah there's no way that they only want one book from one of these people yes it's not like hey what are you doing you know was it Susanna Clark who's like you've not written a book for 15 years and the last one was this massive epic which was like a thousand five hundred pages what's your new one? Oh, two hundred and fifty pages and uh, whatever it is and it's a standalone book and it's your first no like th- these these are like agent Tchaikovsky is a you know a, a very good very popular um modern author who can be prolific enough that when they say uh trilogy he's Mm. like okay trilogy yeah and it's not like they're not like saying give us 10 books they're like saying here because now modern publishing kind of requires a trilogy Mm. in a way which it that doesn't feel like like again when alistair reynolds and i'm using like other british science fiction authors alistair reynolds was given i think it was like a one million pound 10 year book deal yeah which he would get you know a hundred thousand uh, pounds a year yeah. for a book yeah but there wasn't a like it wasn't a trilogy it was like give mm-hmm. us 10 books over 10 years mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and that was either that could be a good deal or it could be a bad deal yeah. like if you could assure yourself a hundred thousand dollars for every year for 10 years great awesome but then you, all you've got like the pressure isn't this trilogy over the yeah. next three years yeah. or the next two years or whatever yeah. it is it's like give us some books or whatever and i'm not saying that um the quality has 
declined over the three books. It's the same, like it's the I, same. I think the quality declines a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's there's not a lot new. Uh, the The challenge that an author, like an author as good as Adrian Tchaikovsky, and mm. I'm and I'm this is this is the thing about this. I'm still giving this book like three stars, mm. you know. And overall, the 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 trilogy is three stars. But in the end, is a three star book worth recommending? It just means that I enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. Mm. And but it's it's sort of like yeah, it's an okay. Like it's like eh, if you if you like what the, if you like what this author does you'll probably be fine with this and, and go if for you it. like if you like if you want to like if you want to have more after the second book there you go yeah but let me now have a look at my eight, my episode list is here Children of Time the first book that I read by him four stars Children of Ruin four and a half stars Doors of Eden three stars so a bit like Elder Ace four stars Children of Memory two stars but that's his like wrapping up a trilogy like his third book in a trilogy and then Children of Ruin again Shards of Earth four stars Eyes of the Lord three and a half stars so you know he's like I, I want him to be a four and a half star author. Yeah. Like, why isn't Adrian Tchaikovsky, who is like the same generation as me and following in the footsteps of Ian M. Banks and Peter F. Hamilton oh, yeah, and Adrian Ch- and, uh, and uh, Alistair Reynolds and these other authors? I'm like, yeah, a lot of the authors who try and do that, British authors, British science fiction authors who try and do that stuff, don't quite get there. You know, yeah. and lots of people recommend them to me. Yeah. Like Neil Asher is another one. He's a bit more like military science fiction, but again, big space opera stuff. And I read those books and it's sort of like, great. I've got loads of more Neil Asher books to read in my life and I'm going to be happy reading them, you know, more Cormac books, more whatever books, you know. I'm yeah. going to be fine just reading more of them Yeah. because it, like, the the humour fits, the writing fits, like, the, the tone fits, yeah. the politics like you're, fits, you're the perfect you know, audience for that all that kind of kind stuff. Of and stuff. I'm like, Adrian Tchaikovsky, he should be my new, generally four to four and a half star author mm-hmm. you know that i'm reading mm-hmm. you know like i want another peter f hamilton who i can like nerd out about it and he does put the he does put all the references to like science fiction another fiction you know his literary references within these books are very good yes you know what i mean there's, yeah, yeah but, there's, but but subtle enough or not like it's too in your face yeah. or too uh, you have to know all this to you don't you don't need sense. to know it all but again yeah. like like i say you know when you read some of these first books you're like oh yeah he's doing a you know verna vingy mix with john brunner yeah. and uh, and uh, with a with with a dash of this and a dash of that. Yeah. Oh, he's doing Ursula K. Le Guin, this yes. and that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. that stuff still exists in this trilogy. Yeah. If you know what to look for, you can see nods to other past, you know, other science fiction and other literary fiction as well. But I don't need to go into that because that now it's sort of like, oh yeah, of course it's there because it's someone who is acknowledging, just acknowledging, uh, standing on the shoulders of giants, etc., mm. etc. Mm, of course. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to go through some of my notes and then I'm going to go through some reviews from SFBRP listeners or at least friends of mine on Goodreads. Okay, go for it. Um, so here's my my notes. Book three picks off where book two left off and the first half feels just like getting the characters back to where they need to be to finish a story. And I said, unsatisfying. And it is that. It really yeah. does feel like that. We're like, yeah. okay, this stuff happened at the end. Let's get like, and then it kind of skips forward a few months or like or yeah. whatever it is, like in the second book. Yes. And I'm like, and what's changed? It's like, nothing's changed. We actually, we, none of this, none of the fallout of this previous stuff has been explored. Yeah. These revelations of what's happened before don't really seem to have had a big impact on the world. So now let's get our team of plucky characters back together and let's get the spy and put them on there and let's get the lawyer back from here and let's get this person over from here. And, uh, and that's like half of the book is like wrapping up what happened at the end of the second book. Yeah. And to be honest, this, this, like what you just said this um uh, the the gap that happens like yes we do kind of 
uh, pick up where we left off, but there is like so, like so many things that has hap have ha has ha happened in between the books. Yeah, that are not really like we we don't we don't really get to know it. It's kind of like always just woven woven into the storyline, yes. and that left me at the beginning super confused. Yeah, there's I lots of like skipping back and like, oh, and remember this. Oh, now this has happened yes, since then. And, and now let's catch up again. we have a completely new political faction building. And yeah. like, I, I was like, what What did I forget? Did I forget something? Oh, no, that happened beside what we just like. It, yeah. it was just left out. And then I was thinking, is that on purpose? Like, it feels, it feels I just think to it's me, clumsy. I just think it, it's sort of like, yeah. hey, uh, third book in the trilogy, please. And he's like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It you felt know. a bit like, you know, sometimes you have movies where you, you watch it and then you think, hmm, this scene doesn't quite make sense. And then you read about it and, oh, there was, they, 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 they filmed stuff and yeah. then they just left out some yeah, yeah. massive bits of storyline. And then there was some bits in the scene left that you didn't have to make sense somehow. Yeah. And fill it in by yourself. And so this this is kind of what I struggled with at the beginning. Yeah, there is a bit of that. Okay, second thing. Mm. Big threats. Oh, it's not the second thing, but I want to talk about the big threats. So in the first book, it was really clear that the big threats were the was the architects. Yes. You know, the in big, the second book, then you've got this arc ship faction of these people who want to just leave and not deal with it and just yes. be like, let's go and live among the stars. Let's get yep. on our arc ships and go. Yep. And I thought that was so clever. And I, yep. and I really enjoyed the exploration of the leavers or mm. the uh, like, we're just going to go. And it's sort of like, well, who's going to go? Oh, yeah, the rich people and yes. all that kind of stuff, yeah. which is it, which is so clear. Like, the, I mean, it's like taking out a minor joke in one of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah. stories and making a whole novel about it, or then they become the main... I can't remember which book it is, but they're like, and then there's these people who went to a different planet, and mm -hmm. they're like, ah, oh, we don't need this arc ship, and it's just the people who are like the middle managers and mm -hmm. people who... I think it's like the telephone sanitizers um, people. <laughs> and then and then the rich people get to the planet, and they're all living in luxury until they all die of an infection from a, a from an infected telephone, <laughs> yeah. an ear infection from... You know, it's it's... It's taking that kind of thing and going, okay, what if satire, but actually important, like, uh, like important, um, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, yeah, consequences. Like, yeah. important consequences yes. and danger to this kind of stuff. Yes. And then book three, I'm like, all right, what's the main bad thing going to be? And it's sort yeah. of like, uh, yeah, well, I guess we can just forget the arc ships because that's whatever. Like, and I, I don't even... I, like there is important stuff and there yeah. is like and i'm like yeah is it the, is the cult now the main thing and like ollie's really against that or what? anyway it's just there's it's just not as it's not as clear cut in this third yeah. book like okay what are we fighting about mm -hmm. and if from the very first few chapters of the first book idris has been saying there is actually something out mm -hmm. in the unreal yeah why does it take until like three quarters of the way through the third book for people to actually go oh yeah okay all uh, right let's take you seriously i'm like he's been saying this for three novels yes yes yeah and that is kind of and it was uh like sprinkled all the way through through all through, through all the books that i've read yeah. and through the beginning of this book yeah. and I, I at some point i just couldn't deal with it anymore note number three which uh yes this is what i wrote you will now spend more time with these characters that you will like who are doing things that are very epic. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. We get it. We're spending more time with these characters who you like, they are like written to be likable, like in a way which is like, I don't know, just very on the nose, if you know what I mean. Yes. And this one is going to be the, this kind of person. And this one's going to be the clever, quippy one. And this is going to be the one that you like.
like, oh, and now this one is the one who's not very good socially. And this one, and I'm like, right, okay, we're doing, you know, yeah. social anxiety comics or whatever, whatever I talk about, you know, yes. the things on Instagram, which are sort of like, and now, and the twist is these people like staying inside and not meeting their friends. And I'm like, great twist. That's a very good punchline to a comic. In other words, it's not a punchline if you don't find that identifiable or whatever. Yes. If you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so, yeah, it just feel, it felt a bit clinical in we will now spend time with characters that you like who will do mm. epic things. And, I'm like, and to be honest... Science fiction. I just want my science fiction to be a bit more than that. You yes. Know? I have another confession to make. What's that? I don't actually like those characters no I, I didn't find them particularly likable you know no. so it was like really, i mean some of them are fun to spend some time of with them are fun idris actually the more like beyond book one mm. i thought i found like he, he he was getting more and more unbearable to me well that's the thing and that's what and, i said in the second review is that in the first book he felt damaged and it was an interesting yes, damage yes in the second book he felt like it was like comedy m- mournginess it's like marvin the paranoid android yes and you're like right okay we get it he's like yeah. moby 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 and yes. you don't want to spend time with moby moby <laughs> yeah, moby yeah. anyway carry on yes moby moby yeah. and then and then you have these other people who keep being I'm, and i'm now this is i mean it it might not make sense yeah my feelings towards but these are my feelings towards it yeah. and these people are just being more themselves and i don't want to have be yeah. have them be more themselves i want to i want them to 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 i don't know it sounds weird to to change to be yeah, better to change. to to get to like to notice things and yeah. then change their behaviors or i don't even know what but, i really so the parts that i really liked about the previous book was like spending time with chris the lawyer yeah and she's like also a duelist and stuff yes. and then she's having a she's having to have a lawyer duel and also she's gonna have a a, 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 a duel, sword duel. a yeah. knife duel yeah. and things and i was like oh this is like some really fun moments when you're like oh shit it's mm-hmm. gonna go down mm-hmm. is it gonna be a lawyer duel or is it gonna be you know is it, is it going to be a law duel or is it going to be and then this yeah. is sort of like ah she's just hanging around you know yeah. in the end it didn't feel like anyone was that important you yeah. know it's just and also like uh, what I really liked is is the exploration of all the different alien things yeah. and the, the, the different yeah, traditions not really and explored the different... in this bit exactly yeah so it's everything... all missing yeah it's just so, it's just all the third book stuff exactly so in the end it isn't just more of the same it is just a, okay yeah. let's have a third True. book and let's wrap it up but yeah. in a in a whole book again and i say all of this as someone who's giving this book three stars because again what there is there is pretty well written if a bit repetitive yes. and the characters are interesting if not particularly likable and the story and the revelations and the plotting is fine and it gets to a conclusion and there is a conclusion you know it's not it, it the book doesn't fall on its face but it started this trilogy was a was a four star then a three and a half star then yeah. a three star series yeah. and it kind of averages out unfortunately to a three star series it doesn't it's not like oh it's a bit one of the books is a bit weak but overall the average is good yeah. it's like no this just drags down the yeah. rest of it and this is why i'm saying this could have been a one or two two book book yeah my <laughs> final note mm. do you remember in September when we reviewed the first book. No, when did we review the first book? I don't know. Uh, uh, Shards of Earth we reviewed in... Okay, June. So June, September and December. <laughs> no, no, the first book was in June. Uh, June and then September. September. Okay, so yeah. we've, re- we've been finishing this. This has been this year's uh, sci-fi trilogy. Yes. Except I've read lots of other sci-fi trilogies this year too. Um, and I said... And we had this whole conversation about, and I went into different pronunciations of words. Because I'm like, yeah, the, the audiobook narrator just said some words wrong. Hmm. 
And they says they were there on their own recognizance. Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. And I was like, and I listened to it and I pressed pause and I'm like, wait, is this a word that I don't know? Or are they saying recog- recognizance? Yes. Uh, wrong in this book. On his own recognizance at last. And the audio narrator said recognizance, not recognizance. And I like paused it and I was like, make me know. Yes, I was yes, like, yes, yes, you did it. Which is, again, a minor issue because okay. some of my most embarrassing moments in life is where I've said something like completely wrong and someone's laughed at me. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess I've never actually heard that word before. Yeah. I've only read only it. If you ever read a word, you just sometimes don't even like, there's no way to or know. Or I just, I just have a brain fart. I remember once I was talking about, oh, yeah, and the premise of this book. And they're like, the what? And I was like, the premise. And then I was like, and then there's, I'm like, no, wait. <laughs> the premise. The premise, not the premise. Because <laughs> I just like my brain and he's like, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, yeah, where did that come from? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it, I just, it, it I, does happen. So I, I'm not. There's this post on on the internet where it said, if you hear a person saying, a, pronounce, pronouncing a word wrong, uh, don't laugh at, at them. Uh, applaud them because they yeah. probably learned it from by reading. Book. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is fine. Which happens. Happens to me all the time. And so uh, what's the verdict on hegemony? <laughs> hegemony. Oh, yeah. No, they're still going hegemony rather than hegemony. Um, which but I can't remember. Now I can't remember. I now think- the thing is I'm having the, you know, the, the Baden-Meinhof uh, phenomenon kind of thing where like now all I hear is the word of other people saying hegemony in different ways now i'm hearing it hegemony and these other like i can i haven't made a note of it but like i was listening to a podcast and someone was talking about the the the, the i don't know media he 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 and and i was like wait and the person and like he's talking to someone i was like that other person are they gonna pick up on the say and say did you mean hegemony or hegemony rather than hegemon yeah. hegemony no i don't even know what it was but now there's me reading into it but it's one of those things that yeah. now i've noticed like like different pronunciations yeah and and i always assumed that uh hegemony was the british way yes. and the hegemony is w- was the, the american. american and now yeah. i actually think it's the other way around no no but, i think that is the correct that's now, the way you i don't care no, no, no. it's now but, passed into the realm of <laughs> say it any way you want and luke doesn't give a shit yeah it's like beta and better no beta 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 and beta, beta. And beta. british people say beta yes. americans say beta and i said better because better because you didn't because <laughs> you'd only ever seen it and not actually heard it said all right let's go over to friends and following on um on goodreads go for it who, who pretty much sfbrp listeners i guess Carlex rated it five stars. Excellent space opera, five stars for the entire trilogy. Catherine Bailey rated it 4.3 stars, which I like the sp- how specific a 4.3 star rating can be. Um, how can you enter this? No, no. Catherine oh, Bailey oh, okay. rated it five stars on Goodreads, but begins the uh, review no, with... No, four stars. She rated four oh, sorry, stars. four stars. But she begins the review with 4.3 stars, okay, exclamation good, mark. Good, good. There are a lot of characters I really liked in this series. Ollie, Kit, and Javier Monday. However, as the main character was Idris, who I'm not the big, biggest fan of, and who spent a long, long time as the main focus, this became a bit of a drag. Mm-hmm. The same paragraph seemed to be said over and over with only a slight changes for his part. Rest mm. of the story, excellent. Just needed a bit less philosophizing unspace filler. Yep. This book is, there is a lot of filler in this book. I totally agree. Greg Kellogg rates it three stars, but actually starts his review three and a half stars. <laughs> 
brings the series to a logical conclusion with some mind-bending physics, sort of. Characters aren't really developed much more, and some who are fairly intriguing are less so in this installment. And that's what I'm saying before. Yeah. Like some of the characters, I'm like, oh, this is great. They're gonna do. They're gonna be in a situation, and because I know them as a person, yeah. I can kind of be satisfied when they fulfill my expectations <laughs> or see them grow when they do something I don't expect. Yes. And in this book, that didn't happen. Right. There was never a time when a character yeah. was in a situation where I was like, I'm really interested to see what they do here to kind of like flesh out their character a bit more or once I already know them, change in some way yes. to show growth. Yes. It's just like the characters we know, we're going to keep doing the same things. Yes. Zivin rated it four stars. This is the end game. Tchaikovsky starts at 100% and then accelerates. I found it hard to put this 15 hour long car chase down. And though sometimes it felt too long, most of the twists and turns were gratifying. And somehow towards the end, Tchaikovsky managed to go off the, to go off the rails and build to uh, a wonderful crescendo. And uh, that is true. You know, there are twists and turns and it is gratifying. Mm-hmm. Again, that's why I'm giving it three stars. Because like I got to the end and was like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. But not more than that. Oli and Idris are the main protagonists and I loved every moment spent with them. The epilogue was a bit too sweet for my taste. Yeah, that's doing the let's all be cosy and everyone mm. gets a medal mm. and power <laughs> and superpowers. Including Chewie. Um, Chewie? Yeah. Sorry, that was just a... Oh, Chewie gets a medal. No, Chewie doesn't get a medal. <laughs> um, R rated it three stars. It wasn't bad and it wrapped up all the loose ends in the series in a good space opera style. However, I found the ending unsatisfying with a dash too much deus ex machina to the world building to explain the dunemont. Characters didn't really develop much in interesting ways until near the end of the book too, so I'm sure there's more coming. I'm not sure if there is more coming. I don't think there needs to be more coming. Okay. Anyway, there's some reviews. What was this word? Dunemont. What? Dunemont. What does that mean? Dunemont. It means the building towards the ending in French. I will now type it into Google. The final part of a play movie narrative which uh, which the strands of the plot are drawn together and matters are explained or re- re- resolved. The wow. film's Dunemont. Du, du, now I'm really nervous that I'm saying this wrong, but I will click on this thing. Dunemont. 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 Do you not know that word? No. Yeah, it's, Never like a, heard. <laughs> it's like a film theatery kind of word. All right, I learned something new today. The climax of the chain events, usually when something is decided or made clear. Okay. I waited by the 18th green to see the denouement. Denouement. <laughs> denouement. <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny funny word because it comes it comes from French and an English... Like, denouement. It's like, yeah, we have loads of those, though. Hey, and of course, I know, but it's still funny. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode of Luke talks about word pronunciation <laughs> and Yuliana learns a new word. Yes. <laughs> Talking about that. Uh, no, no it goes too far. Okay, okay. <laughs> What's that? Talking about that one. No, no, it would be a massive diversion now. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about that I learned uh, uh, a Christmas song in Norwegian. <laughs> Okay, let's not have that conversation exactly. on the podcast. I'll press stop in a bit and you can talk to me about it then. Yes, okay. Um, oh, you talked to Eva about it? Yes. Oh, that's good. Yes, I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, we had... Uh, the reason why this podcast is a week late is that I was organising a, a Fight Night Combat European Championships and we had it in our little hometown now here, just yeah. outside of Berlin. Yes. Called Wildau. Yes. So, the Fight Night Combat... It was a juggling sport, if you don't know. And Luke fucked up his hands... Pretty uh, badly. Big time, yes. <laughs> I'd like stumped my thumb and my whole hand was a big bruise, which you'd seen if you follow me on Instagram. So go over to Instagram and follow at Luke Bowage on Instagram to catch up with 
fight night comeback ju- and juggling stuff if yes. you're interested in that yeah um juliana's over there as well j-u-k-u berlin i am uh, uh, to be honest not really active i'm no. mostly a passive social media check us out on person. mastodon we're both on mastodon yes uh again don't post much there but no. you know do, uh, links and bits and pieces yeah and if you do, you'll get notifications of when this podcast is there. Uh, I'd say what our Instagram uh, Mastodon links are, but probably best to just go to the, the show notes. Just look at the description of this podcast. There's yeah, links there, to it there. you can find it. And uh, you can become our uh, friends on goodreads.com. That's it. Go Head over to uh, Goodreads and become my friend, Juliana's friend. So again, so I can see what you think of this book. Yeah, oh, you, yeah, let me just say about this book as well. Overall rating is really high because again, it's that like it's people who like the book. second book of carry course. on through it. And you didn't stick with it, so then you don't put a rating in. Nope. So the people who don't continue on with the series give it. But again, I, I'm kind of disappointed that Adrian Tchaikovsky, after everything I've read so far, this is his like safest, coziest oh, stuff. Oh, yes. And I could see it coming in that second book when I was like, the, the characters aren't in danger anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is what I say. Like, I'd rather, rather. And danger doesn't want... have to be will they die or live. It's like. Uh, I'd rather not have a third book like this, but really good standalone or two books. First book was great. Yeah. Four stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm totally going to read his next book. Because again, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, one of those he, things where I'm just like, yeah, so, why, why wouldn't he, I? He writes. He, 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 he he's just, a good writer. He just writes. He's a good writer. Yeah, absolutely. The next book. What is it going um, to be? Uh, let me bring it up here. Uh, Goodreads. I am reading at the moment... Uh, a novel called Venomous, Venomous Lump Sucker by Ned Bowman. Venomous Lump Sucker. Yes. And I clicked on the link and it's not opening. So either way. Didn't we talk about this before? I literally talked to you about it on the couch earlier. It's a book about extinction credits. Right. We've not talked about it, but I've heard about it because it's like a this year book or a last year book. Mm. It's been mentioned, I think, maybe on the Incomparable podcast, yes. their book club. They're always like, and yeah, and then I read this Venomous Lump Sucker and it's really good. And people are like, <laughs> I'm adding it to my to read list. And of course, then I add it to my read list. Not very high rating, but you know what? If what you're just doing hell? fun satire, I'm into it and I'm enjoying And it's really fun to just be listening to a book where I'm like in the evening, like when I'm going to bed, I'm like, hey, I'm actually looking forward to this book. I'm putting oh, it on yeah. and like, yeah, this is oh, good. 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 It's not a Christopher Parolini. Isn't that a fish? It is a fish. Venomous lump sucker is a fish. It's a fish, right? It's a fish. And it's a really ugly fish. The venomous lump sucker uh, <laughs> sucks lumps <laughs> off of. It's a you know it's one of it's a, it, it's a cleaning fish. So it goes in other fish's mouths and and ah, gets lumps of food. But from it other... is venomous at the same time. Uh, maybe I'll explain it in the in, in the, the pod- podcast. Anyway, <laughs> it's to be honest, hmm? not a fantastic book, but a book which is fun in a way. I'll do the review next episode. Of okay, course, good. I'll probably this finish finish this book this week or in the next few days because mm-hmm. I'm getting through it. I'm like a third of the way through already after awesome. a few days. So let's get to that one. Uh, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. So, I don't actually have a current book that I'm... I'm no. just not in a reading mood. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you want to sit on the couch and watch Grey's Anatomy on oh, Disney+. Yes. Plus. Yes. That's just sometimes what happens. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.